This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from Kingdom of Ash and Akatar, with brief mentions of Neon Gods, The Demon Tide, Crescent City, House of Sky and Breath, and Twilight. There are also discussions surrounding sexual assault. and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing The War of Two Queens by Jennifer L. Armentrout. And right off the bat, we are aware of the, um, shall we say, presence on social media that uh, this book has stirred up and we acknowledge it. We move on. We uh, enjoyed this book. Say that up front. Yeah, I I understand people have polar opposites in their opinions of this book. I'm in neither one. It was it was good. I mean, was it my favorite one? No, but it I mean, it was nowhere near the scathing reviews that we had seen in conversation. That being said, the frustrations that people are having, I, I get. I do understand, but we'll dive into that in this episode. Yes. I, we acknowledge and see the frustrations. We also have frustrations. We also are, you know, mm, about some things. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm very neutral on this book. Uh, you know, it's kind of, as just as you said, is it the best? No. In whatever, but I don't. I don't hate this book. I do not hate this book. Um, I am on record about having a problem with Goodreads. This this situation just kind of reinforces my problem with Goodreads and how. Well, it just does. It just does. It just does. That's all I'm going to say about it because we are talking about the book and the book has a lot of fucking characters. <laughs> Jess, please tell me who these people are. We have so many returning characters and we have new characters also. Um, I mean, I think it was so nice. To, it's so nice to have a reminder. So, of course, we have Poppy, Castile, Kieran, Vanetta, who is Kieran's sister, who's now dating Emile or like. There's something um, who is also Veneta or Poppy appointed Veneta as the crown regent. So if Poppy isn't there or if Cass isn't there, she is the word of the the crown. She what her you know, she has the best interest in mind. Then we could break down more of like the family dynamics going on. You have Valen, who's Castile's dad, Elowana, who. We will probably keep calling Ellie Ellie, Ellie. from our Crown of Gilded Bones episode. Consistency, people. It's Ellie (laughs) Ellie. in Akafe. Who's Cass's mom. You have Isbeth, who, for most of the public, knows her as Ileana, but is Poppy's biological mother. You have Malik, who's Cass's brother. Malek, who's Nikto Sincera's twin son. Um, who is heartmates with Isbeth. <laughs> you have Eris, who is Nikdis and Sarah's 
other son, who's the twin brother of Malik, and Poppy's biological father. You have Nikdos, who's Poppy's grandpa, Sarah, Poppy's grandma, Millicent, who is Poppy's full-blooded sister from Iris and Isbeth, um, who is also heartmates with Cass's brother, um, but she doesn't know it yet. Or maybe she does. I think you had mentioned. I she, think she does. She yeah. does now. Um, she didn't survive the culling. So she's kind of something of a revenant. Um, she didn't survive the culling because Castile's blood wasn't strong enough because he was so weak from the first time of being kidnapped. <laughs> There's a lot going on. And then, of course, we have some of our favorite woven returning. Delano, Perry, Emile, Nail, and... Um, Hisa is new, or maybe it's a new name. Um, Arden is back. So we have a lot of returning characters, new ones. And those are kind of like, I don't want to say that they're just side characters because they're all so integrated into this book. Delay, delay no. Um, uh, no, ma'am. Miss, Miss Jennifer, Miss Jennifer put out a pronunciation guide. We appreciate that for you, the author. You can do what you want. I. <laughs> Do not acknowledge some of these changes. No, no. How do you? Because I think she, but you know, in fairness, I will, I will also say I'm in some of her spoiler groups that she has on Facebook. And she did a poll to like the people in the group saying, you know, if there's a certain pronunciation, do you want it? changed now do you want me to put a pronunciation guide of how it's supposed to be even though we're like four books in and there was a majority vote that people said yes great for those people i'm four books in i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna keep saying it the way i am so now i feel like i'm that person who argues with the reese and rice and crowd because i always say reese um you know but 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 stina did not say Delano. Correct. Stina said Delano. Correct. So I stick with Stina on this. Stina did say ether. <laughs> Is that how she, how did she really say it? Ether. <laughs> the cha- I appreciate the changes, but like the, um, the number of times that that word is said is 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 beyond so mm. and you read it at a different you read it at a slower speed than i did i'll have you know i read it at in poppies when i'm in poppies pov i read it at one six and she that's still elongated in the one six so i can only imagine how it was in your one three well yeah i was at one three five and it was ether so at (laughs) one i imagine it was like Oh my god. <laughs> that's why the length of the book, maybe that's why the audiobook was so long. Ether took up most of the conversation. Took up most of the conversation. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. 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 Um, I want to say that Reaver is my new favorite character. I really enjoy Reaver. I also um Oh yeah, we have Reaver. Yeah, I also kind of enjoyed um callum just because the witty the witty banter the witty like you know kind of sassiness was new and different than the poppy and Cass and all of that like banter and four books in i am ready for like something like fresh and like kind of new and i've got that here and that is really great 
Um, so I was messaging with one of our listeners. I will shout her out. This is uh, Amira Jones. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for messaging me to talk about this. Uh, we were talking about how the obsession that um, Poppy and Cass and everybody has with Reaver and his like nudity and like his pants situation is like so fucking weird. Like, why is that in there? Why is so much time and effort like spent on Reaver being nude and them wondering like how he got into a building? It, it is just so it is so bizarre and it takes up so much room where it's just like just. Just, just give her, like, why? Just say he, oh, he didn't have clothes on and move on. Well, well, and they say that at the very fucking end of this book. It's like, oh my God. But why did they focus on, okay, so you bring up a point. Why are they focusing on it? Because he's a new character? Because by this point in the book, we know that the woven shift between their woven forms and their human forms. And even Poppy makes a passing comment during the joining and that's a whole different we'll get there um she goes oh but i'm looking you know i've seen him before i've seen him without his shirt on i've seen him without his clothes on with all the shifting and all of them all the time like it's it's i'm indifferent to it now so is it because he's a new character i don't know i just thought it was weird like these are always like they're always like where'd you find this shirt or where'd you tie this sheet or like when he was wearing it like a toga girl yeah yeah i was just like i was just like okay cool but like what is the fucking story here for sage for the other woven she's like yeah it's like when when there's a new kid at school you're like hold up you know, when we're doing our we're doing our Buffy rewatch, it's you know Xander wa- watches Buffy walk in, and everybody knew there's a new girl. It's mm-hmm. just like it's fresh meat to them, you know. So it was just a really strange detail that I really enjoyed discussing uh, with one of our listeners. So thank you for listening. Thank you for engaging. Uh, but I I did enjoy this fresh banter because um, I Jazz was talking about this with you earlier. Uh, this book is very similar to other books in that it is just like worry about something go to a place do something worry about it go to a place do something final battle cliffhanger that's that um that is not any different from other like fantasy books but i just um i got very bored in poppy's like pov in this book and i i i was i was struggling i was struggling with poppy i was struggling with poppy's pov I enjoyed Castile's POV, but it was very limited. The whole book was like mostly poppy. Castile's POV was very small. Um, and I, I enjoyed a different perspective because I ended up wanting just to like jump up and down and yell by the end of this and just being like, oh, mwah! So that 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 that's that that's where I'm at right now. Well, it, it, you bring up a good point because we don't have enough POVs, right? We get when we get Castile, it's great. We have a new narrator because it's not just Stina now. Um, we, there, there's a new male narrator, and at first it took some time adjusting because we've had three books with just Stina um, doing Castile's voice, but he he did a great job here for it. Um, but it wasn't, you know how some books that we read, they're kind of evenly keeled with the back and forth, with the POVs, like every other chapter, especially if, you know, it, it happens a lot in romance books where you have just the two, you know, the male MC and the female MC, and it's just every other chapter, which is fine. Um, Katie Robert 
did a really good job at bouncing it out between Hades and Persephone also. And it makes me, I mean, even with Sky and Breath is all the characters are rotating. But this, and when we were talking about this earlier, you brought up a great point where we have so many characters in this book, but only two POVs. So yes, it's a great change from the first three books of just Poppy. And now we have Poppy Cass. But there's still so much going on that it would have been so fun to know Vanetta's POV because she's crown regent leading shit, taking over other cities. And we know they're getting taken over because when we hear from Isbeth, Isbeth's like, you think I don't see what you're doing? You And Mil- uh, Millicent says the same thing. Which side are you coming in? Are you going to come through the rise or are you going to go through the back entrance? You know, there's there's a lot more happening than just... I know it's a frustration of yours, the hand-wringing and the stress of stressing over the same thing when, you know, it's just very secular. We could have, I say we as if I have any, like, say, um, a, a lot of um, the explaining of Poppy's braid flying over her face and the hair in her face and the tingling sensations and the ether behind her eyes. A lot of that kind of stuff, I personally feel, could be cut to make a leaner kind of situation going on here. But then I also understand that a lot of people like that stuff, you know, whatever. Um, I am not one that skips over anything, which is why I like the audio, because it forces me to like listen and pay attention um, but you know, how many times, how many times, how many times the cheek touching so much t- cheek touching. And I have got to tell you, if somebody came up and clasped the back of my neck, my fight or flight would activate. My elbows would be in somebody's dick. Like I, and it is, it is constant here. It is constant. Everybody's cheeks are touching. I don't know if it's because of, you know, physical touch is not my love language. Maybe that's an Atlantean thing. Who fucking knows? But there is there is a lot of it. And it made me again. This is that that's, you know, to each their own. But even with like different relationships, imagine your husband's best friend constantly coming up to you. Yeah. <laughs> And holding your cheeks and putting your his his he- kissing your forehead and putting his forehead against your the brow of your no or the the bridge of your nose and against your forehead and snuggling up it, like <laughs> there's certain boundaries. Um, <laughs> okay, that. okay, wait, wait. <laughs> let me stop you and say, uh, pro joining. Right. We are pro joining. We are pro joining. That yes. is not what this is. We are not. That is not what this is. Uh, we are pro joining. Jess, I think what you're talking about is, um, the before all of yeah. the before, all the before, uh, because initially I had even come into you. I was like, Oh, I like, I like the growth of their friendship is what I had said. I go, they've come so far from the first book where they were just like an annoyance to each other. They were frustrated with each other. I love that they've grown in their, in my head, (laughs) their platonic relationship. You know, Um, sure, she found him attractive, but like, I didn't think it went beyond that. You know, not to say I didn't want the joining to happen. Um, I did also think it was a little too touchy-feely for me. I would never... 
the physical interactions that Poppy and Ka- uh, Kieran have are not the physical reactions um, and interactions that I would have with my significant other's best friend. Personally. Yeah, I I really was uncomfortable with with Kieran sleeping in Poppy's bed um, as a in his human form, and then even at, in his woven form. It is still he is still a man, right? Like even in his woven form, he is still a man um, sleeping in your in and 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 like yes, yes, I understand protection. I understand possessive. I understand like. Like, you know, Cass is like, you, he's not there. So you protect what is, I understand all of this. Um, it didn't have to be in the bed. It didn't have to be right next to her. It didn't, it, it, it didn't. Um, it was kind of weird. Yeah. In my head, it almost, I had initially pictured it the way Kingdom of Ash spoiler. It was, Aelin is in the room and Fenris is in his shifter form and he, but there is a proximity. He is by the door. He still is there to protect her, even though he's kind of chained. Um, that was, and it's still like end of series now. It's still a strictly platonic relationship. That's how I was kind of equating it to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That and that never meant that she didn't think he was, she knew he was one of the, she even says he's one of the most beautiful people i've ever seen you know so it had nothing to it had nothing to do with she didn't think he was hot she didn't think she's not blind alan's like she's a smart girl same thing with poppy kieran's a good looking guy it's just it was just strange it was just i don't know it read a little bit strange to me but i understand both sides of it completely my point is um, he could have just been, like, at the fireplace. That is just what I'm saying. That's just yeah. what I'm saying. Just a little bit of boundaries there, since at this point there is no, like, romantic love there. There, there, it's, it's, or any kind of, like, um, um, like, sec- there isn't, there, it's not there. It's not there. So, like, whatever, whatever. Okay, okay. Maybe, you know, is Poppy's love language touch? Yeah, probably. So does it all make sense? Yes. Did it read weird to me? Yes, that's all I'm saying. Okay, moving on. Um, so they moved around a lot and attacked some cities. Yeah, this yeah. is the plot. This is the plot. Um, uh, question. Uh, Poppy seems to have become a very formidable war planner in general. Um did Since we the last book? Did we know this? Um I feel like she's learned a lot in the last couple months. Yeah, because I, I mean I feel like she had to, right? Because prior to, you know, initially, last we left off in the War of Two Queens, Cass is like, You're the queen, you can be queen. It's all about who you have surrounding you and who's kind of like in your cabinet, more or less. Um Cass gets kidnapped by Isbeth. She's gonna, she, you know, she's gonna fucking rage. She's gonna kill everybody, and everybody like brings her back because she was gonna decimate the entire realm. Um, like we have to be smart about this. We have to be strategic. I guess between last year and this year, even though it's only been a couple months, but we'll just say in the last year, um, or really in the book, technically forty days. Um, she's working with Valen. She's working with the generals. Um, Obviously, Valen has run a kingdom, so he understands the strategy that that's involved with this. They've had wars, they've had battles. Um, 
They're also taking over additional cities. So they're working with the generals with the, within those cities. And of course, Veneta is crown regent. So, they, you know, they make a point to say, oh, they'll agree with you because if not, you know, or they'll be willing to work with you because if not, here are the repercussions to their actions. Because it's not about taking over the cities because they want the people to be free, but they also need um, people to fight and here and, you know, and then you find out later when they go to Padonia that people are cheering for them because they realize that they weren't dictators and they weren't tyrants and they weren't taking over the cities. They really were about trying to save the people, get the bad guys out, save the good guys, and then build these armies and build a better world. That's essentially what we we know at this point. And it kind of all went to shit, right? <laughs> Towards the end. That that all went to shit, but we're not there yet. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Castle Red Rock because that was fucking horrifying and it, and it will bring us, um, like full circle, like to the end. So Castle, Castle Red Rock is like the second or third, like place that, like major city. Yeah. Like major city that like Poppy and everybody is like going to. And Cass is still, uh, a prisoner with Isbeth at this point. Before they split for cat, like the Carcedonia and then continuing yeah. on. Right. Yeah. So. So we have priests and we have temples and we have battles that are happening and the 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 dragon the the you know the dragon are doing their thing and everybody's doing their thing and Poppy is trying to talk to the priests and trying to like figure out what is going on um you know they're they're sneaking in and there's like all of these bodies that are up and they're all like dressed as the maiden and it's all very horrifying and there had been like a rite recently and they couldn't figure out like why there'd been another one dressed as the maiden and they were dead like they yes. were yeah they were like there were some were crucified some were laying on the floor but they were all in the all white gold chains maiden fit yes and this is like so the horrifying things have been like building up. So like there, everybody was like nailed to the gates at one city, and like everyone was in a tree, hanging or something. In another, yeah. in another city. So like this one was like the most horrifying one, and it's also like the last horrifying one that we have to deal with. But uh, it's called Red Rocks. You know, guess why? And the she Poppy finds out like through the priests and everything that uh, there had been another rite, and then they find all of these like toy like mm, mm. like kids toy Kitten. like you know you you find out that it's not just third you know chill you know you, you find out it's not like the third sons and daughters you're finding out it's not just you know these coming of age ages of individuals who were sacrificed and turned to cravens and just kind of massacred that there are children involved there, are, there there's like she even said that there's babies um that it's it's horrifying it's so sad and it kind of and she even makes a comment of you know we go kind of um referring back to a kingdom of flesh and fire where Cass takes her to the to the special cave mountain area where they're documenting all the names of who the ascendant have been falsely telling the families that their families are alive when they've killed them Ugh. it's so it's so so very very very, very horrifying. Um, I want to talk about Poppy's rage. Let's talk about Poppy's rage. Poppy is told over and over and over and over again 
to pull back, right? Pull back, pull back. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. Um, also, while I'm thinking about it, when was somebody going to listen to Poppy about her fucking mouth hurting? She said it over and over and over and over, and everyone was just like, oh, that's weird. Oh, oh. But us, the reader, is like, you're, you're, you're getting fangs. You're getting fangs. Obviously, you're getting fangs. Like, this is the obvious, obvious conclusion here. You're bitching about not having any of this stuff. Like, you're obviously going to get it. The only person who knew was Cass. When she finally said something, because all this time, nobody paid attention. And then Cass, who is, you know, which I still, I still love Cass. He's still a great book boyfriend. He's, he's hyper attentive. Um, and he, he want, you know, he's finally back with his wife, his heartmate, all the things. And he goes, wait, you're not okay. What's wrong? Tell me, you know, and I, I do appreciate that. I do appreciate, I love Castiel. He was like, is it your mouth or is it your jaw? It's like, fucking finally. Oh, my God. Like, oh. And then, oh, oh, just just a frustration. Just a frustration that I have here. Um, Okay. Millicent. Millicent. Millicent is Poppy's, like, twin more or less. She seems like she's almost the spitting image of, of Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Of Sarah. So that that is very interesting. I um, am interested in that whole situation. I really like her as a character. I like that she's, like, really weird. And I wasn't expecting her to be, like, strange. Like, I don't don't know. The excerpt of, you know, when Poppy finally goes to the... Well, she doesn't go. They take her to the castle. Um and they're doing the whole wardrobe exchange. She's like, I am not wearing white. I will go, I will go fucking naked before I wear that shit again. And Millicent, you know, they have their back and forth banter. And then Millicent goes, Oh, so I I guess this is my problem. And Poppy's like, It is your yeah, it is like that excerpt was in the spoiler group. So I knew she was gonna be feisty, but I didn't know who she was. I didn't know what kind of character she was going to play. I didn't know if um, really the context, was it just a sassy character, but, or was it like Callum who's a bad guy, but had sass? We didn't know the context. So um, that, that was, it was fun to see it play out. It'll be interesting later because obviously she's still alive and that's its own storyline that's going to happen um, in the future. I liked her because she was unpredictable and I like unpredictable characters like that. When she went into Cass's cell and started like bathing, I was like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> like, what is she doing? I didn't I, even realize she had makeup on. Did you? Oh, yeah. They all have like. Oh, like a mat. Oh, yeah. they did say that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, and then she said like her hair was like patchy, like um, colored, like the black was patchy. And I was like, you're really good. But you're so good at picking up those details. And I know our listeners will be in our DMs and be like, oh, Laura pointed out this thing. And I, I didn't even think to, 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 I didn't even think about it. And I go, she, you, you are so good at picking up those details. So you, you're, you're always, you're always 10 steps ahead. You're, you're always just very aware. I think it's great. Well, I will, I will tell you now. Okay. Okay, so I really love the movie Dogma. <laughs> um, so Jess and I were talking earlier, and I sent her um, just Alan Rickman, where he's like, I am a seraphim. 
the highest choir of angels. And that is what I was thinking when um, Serafina took over, like possessed kind of Poppy Mm -hmm. and Poppy had like a shadow of wings and she's like doing all this stuff with Serafina. Like that's all I could think of. I was like, (laughs) oh, finally. It's because like fucking duh, right? Like duh. All of this is duh. Um, But I just, it was, it was so good. I couldn't stop laughing. Well, speaking of duh, I feel like when everybody, again, at the end of the book where people go, oh, you're a primal. You know, people are talking. I go, didn't us as the reader? I thought we knew this. I know you and I have spoken about this, and maybe it was just post reading uh, A Shadow in the Ember where we were trying to make the connections of okay, we're assuming, which is confirmed here also, that Sarah is Poppy's godmother or grandmother, and then we're making the connections there from the primal and the gods, and we knew all this stuff. So everybody else is realizing it, and I didn't realize that. Oh, we we weren't supposed to know. I I didn't. I thought we already knew. Here I was. Whoops. <laughs> but it, it just shows how everything is connected. I do think, you know, everybody was doing the rereads. The only thing I feel like anybody really needed to read or reread was a site, and then this one. Yeah, I feel like you needed to reread a site. But if you didn't, uh, then you were just like, oh, okay. There there was still a lot of context because, yeah. speaking of context, we're still trying to be like, wait, what's the difference between a craven, revenant, vampire, and ascendant again? Oh, and the drakis? The drakis with the germs? And the germs. And the NC? <laughs> They're all... There's just a lot of, of things, a lot of creatures uh, that I'm not entirely clear about, but, you know. The barats they keep bringing up, and I think of the... The things in the princess, uh, not the princess diaries, uh, the princess, princess bride. bride. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think of I think of that too. Um, okay, just we need to talk about the joining. Let's talk about the joining. We have to discuss the joining. <laughs> I know, I know. We're okay. So we are pro. We're pro joining. Give me a joining. I am. No, I mean, I am here for the infernal. I have been wanting and petitioning in my heart. <laughs> Joining for Tess, Will, and Jem for the Infernal Devices. Petition my life away. Katie Robert does polyamorous relationships so beautifully. I have so much fun with them. I'm here for a joining too. I could, I would have even been okay if it was just purely, you know, it's Cass and Poppy, love, 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 where the, you know, all heartmates, heartmates, heartmates. But let's bring in sexy Kieran over here to have some sexy time. The same way that Akafast spoiler, Reese and Feyre are all like, love, love, love. But hey, if you're interested in as, same. <laughs> you know? I'm all here for that. It didn't organically give us that. It felt forced. And I know that that's a popular conversation online of it feeling forced. But you, ha- you had seen some good... Um, conversations that you can't unhear too oh i was hearing things like okay so if it like poppy and Cass are heartmates like heartmates 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 as you were saying but then Cass isn't there and she's like getting feelings for kieran but they're not what what did she say in the book it's 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 not familial (laughs) it's not familial but it's stronger than that. But it's not the same as what she feels for Cass. 
But then Kieran, Kieran also like the, the like sex stuff that like he was showing her when, when Poppy was feeding, I was very uncomfortable with that. It's like, why are you, why are you doing that? Like, I'm all like, I understand some books. I didn't know this was a conversation we had with Neon Gods where I go, the voyeurism was a little weird for me. And I mean, we know, and it makes me wonder if. Am I a hypocrite? Because I get that Cassie or that Poppy and Cass were watching Kieran get his blowjob on the beach. And she was naturally curious because the things she this is like her porn. Like she only knows the diary. She at hasn't been point, exposed yeah. at that point. She had not been exposed to anything. And maybe they were like peeping in on like the foursome going on in the picnic table. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um what but that was really her exposure. But it was weird to me during that feeding. He wanted her to know that he was watching her watch him. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so convoluted, but I swear. Well, I think, I think too, I think that it was the way that the author was um, building, building up too, right? So like we have, we have that scene establishing Kieran as like a sexual kind of um like Kieran and Poppy in a sexual situation and like he's he's purposely like doing something sexual to her. Well and he he said um because initially he was just like thinking of memories of him and Cass. Yeah, but he did it on purpose. Yeah, and that's what he says after. Once I really he goes, Oh, I don't know where that initial memory came from. And in my head I go, Oh, that's kind of nice that he's giving her, you know, some memories of Cass that she might have known. That's initially what I thought. And then when he goes, Once I realized you were in my you were seeing my memories, I active I actively switched my memory. It's just kind of weird. Oh, I have the the love quote. Uh, Kieran grinned, lowering his hand as I fought the urge to ask him what kind of love he felt for Castile and for me. I knew it wasn't a familial one and that it went beyond what one felt for friends. I also thought it wasn't the same as what he'd felt for Alicia or what Castile and I felt for each other. Um, And then he goes, it's he was just so vague. It's the same kind of love that made me say yes to you. Oh, yeah, please. I will kill you if you need me to. It is it, okay. Yeah, it's very it's very frustrating. So like so that that first scene with the memory like establishes Kieran and Poppy in a sexual situation, acknowledging each other in a sexual situation, right? And then we have Cass and Poppy. Hmm? No, it happens again too. Yeah, but we yeah. don't know what the second the second thing is because Castile because because I think they were just feeding. I don't think they were hooking up yet. He sensed it. He sensed her arousal. But then um Poppy and Castile have um um non talked about um finger and butt stuff, which was my absolute confirmation that the joining was happening. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. This is this is just a precursor to the joining. I was right. I'm a prophet, prophet. <laughs> um I didn't like that. I feel like if you're going to slip a little finger in, then you have to at least kind of acknowledge but stuff exists before that. At least a little. Oh, and she didn't. Oh, I guess. I mean, sometimes. And maybe this was just the me being familiar with romance books. I am loving that there's more conversation about consent happening in books now but that hasn't always been the case. So I always just kind of assumed that that conversation, if it's 
you know, if it's not happening on the page, maybe it's happening off screen. Well, she was so surprised. She, but she really was surprised. And then she also wasn't because he goes, oh, did you read about that <laughs> in the book? <laughs> yeah. And she, yeah. And she's like, yes, I did. It was like, okay, 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 okay. All right. All right. All right. But like, where's the lube here, sir? <laughs> what are we working with here, sir? Um, I just have... But, but, I, you know, it went from that extreme to, you know, the non-talking about it to flash forward to the joining and everything is like, you tell us when to stop. This is all about you. Consent, no consent, expectations. Consent. Right. So... I hadn't, you know, we were talking about that with with the butt stuff initially and how the conversation wasn't there. And then all of a sudden you see it happening. Not that I'm mad that it happened. Like, I'm glad that the, that it's like if at any point you're like, I, I'm out. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. This is too much. Because then there's also the conversation, which I appreciate that Castile brought up. This isn't a one time thing. If there's somebody in in Kieran's life He's going to want them naturally to live forever or as long with all of us. So that's going to be a fourth person involved with the joining. Other conversation, it's turned into this whole sexual thing. Whereas in the first three books, it doesn't have to be a sexual thing. And that's noted. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. In this case, it did. But I, I would have been fine with the joining even without it. I think everybody just assumed the joining was going to be a threesome. Okay, so I have no problem with the joining. I have a problem with the way the joining was written. The laziness I, of it? Yes, I have a problem yeah. with the laziness of the way that the joining was written. I do like that Poppy says, like, I have brought us to the edge. I will make the decision. They have stopped. They will follow my lead. I am the one that has to say, you know, and I have to say the words out loud. Like, I do appreciate that. I did not need paragraphs of nipple play. What I needed <laughs> was penetration, and that is not what I got. I got hands are touching me, and I don't know whose they are. Mouths are touching me. I don't know who they are. And then one of them was inside of me. Not at, not at the same time, same time. though. <laughs> but I don't know who it was. But also, like, how are you not going to know the difference between your husband's penis and his best friend? You're like, familiar? Oh, that one's not That one's different. <laughs> I just, I just am not, I am upset with the laziness of the way that the joining was written. I would like some penetration there. Um, I would I'm not... I'm looking at it now. I wouldn't be this bitter about it if it hadn't have been this, like, thing, right? And I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Am I a devil's advocate? I don't know. I hate that term. Am I upset about the lack of graphic joining because the fandom has built it up or because oh. the books have built it up or because I cannot separate the two because I think it's the third one for me? You can't separate the two. I, I I can also say to what you're, to, you know, you have her talking about the joining where she goes, and everything was greedy. Hands and mouth and tongues and teeth and fangs were so greedy. I truly had no idea whose hands were here and who gripped me there. And it's just kind of like use your imagination of like who was where. The only thing you definitely have confirmed is Cass is the one going down on her while she's like leaning back into Kieran. Um, 
that being said, flash forward and back, I guess, throughout the whole thing of when it's just one-on-one with her, with Poppy and Cass, we have all the details. Mm -hmm. So you could say like, oh, is it the third option where you were like, where is my frustration? But you could also say, well, you're not being lazy with these examples. Is it just you don't, you might not necessarily know how to write a threesome, which can easily, I, I'm not judge. I'm not judging that could easily, this is, I, I have read her other books and I haven't had, I haven't read any of them with threesomes. I haven't read all her books. Um, so it could just be like a first foray into this new thing. I, I don't know. I'd be we're watching like, excuses. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be the person like doing what Maddie does in Euphoria where she started studying porn so she could be better at having sex with her. Well, she, so she thinks it's a whole patriarchal thing, whole obviously thing. the male gaze, but I would be that person be like, Oh, well, left hand here, right hand there. So I, I try to kind of maneuver and say, I go, this doesn't feel like this would actually work. This is where I, I, <laughs> I appreciate Katie Roberts and the Barbies. I love when she posts her Barbies. The blocking out with the Barbies. I appreciate that. Um, I would have liked to hear just a little bit more fucking detail because like, what the hell? Uh, I also have a problem with Kieran always being in the back. Uh, let Kieran have a little front play. Let Kieran sleep in front. Like, I, I don't understand. You, okay. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> here, here's my other thing. Here's my other thing with them. So Kieran does sleep with them. They all do sleep together. The three of them. He crawled into bed with them. They weren't initially, I don't know if it's a, an ongoing thing, but I know the one specific scene where it's her and Cass and there's a comment of, oh, I don't know, you know, and Kieran is behind me. I don't know when he crawled into bed with us. Um, and then her and Cass start hooking up and he goes, go to sleep. And then Kieran's pulling in uh, uh, Sky and Breath spoiler and Ethan. And he's like, yeah, go to sleep. <laughs> Just what is happening? Like, are they a yeah. thing now? That's or was my it just enjoying? Like, uh, can here's my question. Here's my question. I'm not gonna say can because it's not a question of can. Would Poppy have sex with Kieran one on one? Not. I don't think so. Now that Cass is back. Yeah, I don't think so. But either. I don't think she. I don't think she would have even if Cass was still away. Like, I don't think she would have ever. I think she emotionally, but what what about now? If if Cass were taken again, what about now? Now I think maybe in the middle of the night. Yeah, I think so. Well, doesn't she have a thought where she was concerned about the first time feeding off of Kieran and not knowing if it was going mm-hmm. to be as sexually intense as the first feeding with. Cass, where how it was like a suck and fuck thing. Yeah. She wasn't sure if it was going to be that way. And even then, there seemed to be some, like, because of the, you know, it's only natural that that would happen, that I feel like she would have fallen back on that as, like, oh, well, Castile would totally understand it was during a feeding and I was blitzed out. 
I think she would say that now because I like, think she after would say the joining. Yeah, after the joining. But she was already contemplating it before. Beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I I just I need a little bit more um with the dynamics here, a little bit more definition. Um just for my own personal um you know that's just my own personal thing. I just want to know. I just want to know. I just want to know. <laughs> um I do like that the joining takes place in the the wisteria tree. The wisteria woods. Like, it's all purple and blue. Like, how pretty, right? That's, like, gorgeous. Um, Love it. It reminded me of, because I'm still kind of doing a reread of from, from Blood and Ash, when they're under the willow tree and everything is just, like, in this protective bubble. Um, Only they're under the tree. Nobody can go through. And then when they were asking for protection, they were like, we're fine, we're fine. She goes, oh, my God, are, are all the wolf in here? I know they could, now I know they could hear everything. They could scent everything. You know they're, like, here in the class. I mean. All the squish. The squish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, I said it to you earlier. I do appreciate that afterwards Kieran was just, like, I need a lol. And Cass was just, like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I need a well, and Poppy was just like, "Nah, I love it." <laughs> just wrapped herself like in a blanket. I was like, "Ew, gross." Go bathe, stinky ass. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities to bathe, and they just don't. They just don't. They just. I don't. mean, at least here's my thing with Cass. I understand now that we got more history that you know trigger warning he is a survivor of sexual assault um and kieran even makes a point to say like he remembers how he was coming back from the he wouldn't even take a bath because every time that he would bathe it was kind of like cleaning him for the next time he was quote unquote to be used so i understand why Cass doesn't like he has ptsd being back in this whole scenario and he goes i'm gonna be as filthy as fucking possible because i do not want to be in that situation again or he's attempting to and obviously that didn't happen this time around but it is part of the conversation so i feel like cass is the one who's getting a free pass right now for all of this stuff um why nobody you have they brought you hot water that they put on a fire thank you so much take it take it please take it please take it please take it uh okay let's talk about the end of this fucking book (laughs) i'm going to say that it's confusing but maybe it's not and i'm just dumb but i just i I feel like i know like i know like i know what's happening right but then like i talk about it or like somebody asked me something and i'm just like i don't i don't know I don't know. When it's on, you know what it reminds me of? This, this is why I switched my major from marketing to communication. When I was looking at, when I was in financial accounting, looking at my all my accounting documents and all my accounting journals, when I'm looking at the book and matching everything up, makes sense. Absolutely. Take that book away from me for an exam. I'm fucked. That's what I feel. Looking at all the info dumping that Nectus gives us because, oh, Nectus is here. Reminder, he uh, he's a dragon from A Shadow in the Ember. Yeah. He's info dumping a bunch of stuff. We're getting a bunch of info dumping who the consort is. We know about Sarah. We know about Nectos. We're getting all the background. Who the king is. We're we're getting the background, which is, you know, good, you know, good on JLA for 
giving us a lot of this info dumping here if you also didn't read a site. Because I feel like we had some of that background too. Yeah. And it's kind of re-explained here. And I feel like with some of the stuff, it has to be drilled into me because I, I do I cannot comfortably have a presentation about this book just yet. Um, about the whole consort and everything and the primals and the third children and the ember and all that stuff. Cool. But I, I think it's just it just it it's going to be regurgitated until I under I actually process it. Okay, so what is it? It is so you have Ethos and Colus. Ethos is the primal of life, and Colus is the primal of death. Ethos is Poppy's great grandfather. So Nictus's dad. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. I'm just going through my notes. And okay. Colus is oh. Poppy's great uncle. So the whole story is, the whole thing that set all this fucking stuff up is that Colas fell in love with Satoria and she um, threw herself right off of the Cliffs of Sorrow. He scared her or something off the But cliff. I thought we learned in a site that like that wasn't what it is and that he was like stalking her. And oh, that, yes. Yes, you're yeah, right. That is yeah. what it was. Okay. So, um, and he, and so Colas... And Sotoria is dead. So Colas went to his brother, Ethos, the primal of life, and said, bring her back. And Ethos said, fuck off, no. So then they start fighting about it. So then Colas stole Ethos's primal life essence, and he switched them. So now Colas uh-huh. is life, and Ethos is death. So that's why when you say is not the true primal of Colas, yeah. is not the true primal of life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Which would mean... Okay, sorry, continue. Because now I'm, like, making the connections again. But then um, a, a kernel of life still lived in Ethos, even though they were switched. And they and, hid it in the mortals. Well, and the kernel went to Nyctos. But they were so afraid of that that Ethos took the ember from Nyctos and gave it to Serafina's family. And that's how Serafina got roped into the whole thing. And Serafina's the third daughter. Yeah. Okay. So she got roped into the whole thing. So then Nyctos is a primal of death. Um, okay, but he's not like the. All right. So then moving on. <laughs> um <laughs> Serafina uh, is the the true. I wrote down all of her names. Um, okay, so Serafina made the woven. Uh, she and Nictos came together to restart the primals and everything. But then Colas and all of these priests and Isbeth and Isbeth um, are working together to bring Colas. Uh, back to take over everything, right? Um, that's how Colas is involved. With that's Malik. how Colas is involved. That's how Malik is involved. That's how Isbeth is involved. They Isbeth chose to kill Malik, and Malik's death will bring Colas back. Colas being Poppy's great uncle, the fake that- primal. Yeah, and then so 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 the thing whatever Serafina and Nikdos did to lock away Colas has been undone, and that is the gray. I'm gonna call it the rot coming out that Poppy sees at the end of the book. 
Which is another reason why they didn't want to bless Isbeth and Malik and do all that stuff. And why they had the sentries guarding where Malik was. Because they knew if Malik was brought back from being entombed, it would kick off all the stuff with Colas. Yeah, it would kick off all the stuff with Colas. And and Malik and Iris were never supposed to have children because it would risk having a female child and the female child would kick off the cycle. All over again. Yeah. So that's, that's where we're at. So then, um, so, uh, so Nyctos and the concert were supposed to be the last primals, right? They were supposed to be the last primals, but then, um, everything happened, everything happened and Poppy was born. So she, um, she and her children will be the next primals. Like she's the restart. If they choose to have children, if they I choose did, to I did have appreciate children. that. Yeah, if they choose to have children, they will be Cass and Poppy will restart the line of the primals, which is just like so, so wild. And they don't say, and Nectos does not say what Serafina and Nyctos had to do uh, to lock away Colas, but they said it had to do um, with uh, balance. Right, which is why they brought everybody when everybody came back because you know there was that whole massacre, and Kieran or somebody makes the comment of like we really could have done without like the bad guys coming back, and Nectus says balance. That's what he says. So it made, but we don't know why, and it made me wonder. Okay, so we'll either find out more in the second in a, a light in the flame, or I can't remember the exact name of the title, or even the third book of that series because. We have to assume it's after they have Malik and Iris. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I like, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of like, my brain is like kind of mushy about this, but I did like how Poppy was just like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me. Yeah, you already know. Go I ahead. know. <laughs> you, go ahead. You already know. Where she goes. Everybody's like, Nikdos, 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 when it should be Serafina, 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 Serafina. She goes, that is some sexist, patriarchal bullshit. Yeah, and it is, and it is. But then Nikdos is like, it is, and it isn't, because she wanted it this way, and we don't know why, like, all We of don't the, know yeah. why, because Nikdos, we know, is a simp for Sarah. Like, yeah. we're, like, building to that, even though we know they're, like, not in the best place right now. Um, and... She didn't want, she wanted him associated with it. She wanted to be hands off, all this stuff. Um, so it's, it's the why. So it's like, yes, but, but so now we don't know because then it also makes me think, I wonder if it's a, the man is the head, but the woman is the next. So she's like, I'm controlling all of this shit. So we don't know. Again, we don't know, but that's not a bad thing. Like this made me more excited for the next for fall of this year for this. Cause I know in our shadow and the Ember episode, you had said like, you love Sarah. Like she is a woman. She is strong. She is sure. She is, she is dishing it. Um, whereas like Poppy is really finally coming into her womanhood more or less. Jess, you sent me a video uh, during the, the massacre that happened before all of this info jumping where everybody that we know and love kept dying. Right. Right. Um, I did not have that reaction. I had a very surreal reaction that I want to share um, with everybody. So when I was reading this and 
everybody kept dying, right? Like Hessa is dying and like Delano's going down and like all these people are going down. I was having that out of body twilight experience in in twilight where like um it's the battle and like everybody is dying and everyone is like screaming and everybody's dying and you're just like oh my god no but then you turn out it's just like alice's vision and you're just like (gasps) you can like breathe again um that's what i felt like here because when everybody started dying like literally everybody like everybody 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 i was just like there's no fucking way there is no fucking way that they are that this is going to be the end of it they're not like she is not going to leave us with all of this death um it just doesn't it didn't seem like jla style well i didn't i didn't even pick up that everybody was dying and i don't know if that's like an S- sjm thing because as much as sjm kills off a lot of people she also has just a lot of people injured so a lot of the times i just felt like but they're going to come back from it. The only person that I was really upset about was Delo- uh, Delano. I love him so much. I've loved him this whole book uh, or the whole series so far. And I was, you know, they talk about like somebody being gutted down the stomach and then somebody landed on a, you know, I, I thought they were just like, they just knocked out. Th- or even uh, Malik even goes, oh, she, she, she just bumped her head. It's fine. And then I go, okay, she just bumped her head. That's fine. And I was on to the next. It was just a very fast pace, especially um, the way Stina is reading it also. This was happening. This was happening. So I don't think I processed that everybody had died except for Delano. You bring up a fantastic point, and that is uh, Stina doing the fucking work. She's doing the work here. Every time. Every time. Every time she puts it in. She does not phone it in. Uh, I don't know if you listen to the end credits here, but she has some... Uh, uh, I believe it's a directed by credit uh, at the end of this. So congratulations to Mistina Nielsen. Oh, that's so wonderful. Right? No, I didn't listen to it. Yeah, or yeah, I believe it is I'm directed by out. and like um or like arranged by like Stina. Stina's getting that credit and we we appreciate that because she's so good. And she did a really great job here of going for it. Just just every time. Yeah, just really going for it and like the she she really um brings the emotion and like the she the pace you know picks up and she gets breathy and like it's just it's just good she's really good she feels like i i love stina knows these characters like she's in just like uh like just like lizzie knows throne of glass just like she knows crescent city like she is those characters and I feel like when you have when you have that familiarity with them, they have to they t- you know you you make it your own you know, and I think that's also part of the reason we also enjoyed this book because she helped you know we, we were familiar with the characters she brought it back in it made it fun um, even if we didn't we might not have necessarily loved the writing she made it more enjoyable than if I was just reading an arc I think I agree with you completely. Uh, I did enjoy this book. You know, I enjoyed watching Poppy be a queen. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching her make decisions. I, You know what I didn't enjoy was her um, admitting that she would burn the world down for Cass. And like Cass would also burn the world down for her. And that everybody knows that. Uh, I just, I just, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. 
Although they they all acknowledge the bigger picture, and I and I do like that. So it's it's conflicting for me that they are so. I mean, at least they're not like magically bonded. Oh, they are. They are now magically they are. bonded to die. Oh my god, it's a fucking act. Oh my god, it's Akatar all over again. Um, now they are. <sighs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that until I said it out loud. Well, okay. Well, okay, so there was something that you had said during the Crown and Gilded Bones episode that kind of felt full circle. Um, I, not really full circle, but I wanted to know your thoughts when they were walking into Pedonia and all the 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 crescent the the crests were changed where they were equals. I do appreciate that. I know that was a frustration of yours. You were like, they're not fucking equals and this and that. Like you have other shit to be doing that isn't related. Like this is not a, this should not be a priority, but then here they go walking down Padonia. They have their crest. They're united. I do appreciate that Castile acknowledges that, you know, while they are an equal front to the public, He's, he knows that he's like, yes, I'm her little bitch boy. Yeah. And you know what is also funny about that scene is I believe... Um, it gets a morning. No, those people... I love that, but... Those people that are seeing those banners have no idea what they mean. Absolutely none. They've never... I think the comment is they've never seen an Atlantean before, and they will be shocked to find out that they look the same as us. And I was just like, okay... What have people been thinking this whole time then? I don't, I don't, uh, that they look like the Craven. Oh. Yeah, that they look oh, like Craven. Oh, that's right, because the Atlanteans were painted as bad guys. Yeah. For yeah. so long. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just like, okay, these people don't have any idea what any of this means. This is just for you. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. I get it. It's a message. I get it. It's just. Okay. Um, it was funny. I do really like that you bring that up. It is full circle because, because they bring up what's his name that is so good with, um, like cloth and like fabric and stuff. And like they bring that up again too. It's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that, it, that is full circle. Um, so yes, I, I did, I did enjoy, I enjoyed Poppy. Um, but you know, I wanted Poppy just to be angry. I wanted Poppy to to just unleash her ether way earlier, and I wanted it to just. Did you want her to hit her villain era? Yeah, burn it down. Like, cause that was the threat, right? She cut off Jalara's head in the last book. Like, what did she do here? She she ran away a lot. And she escaped a lot. She plotted a lot. She um, talked and stood up to leaders a lot, and got angry and fought. And it was the fighting that that kind of everyone was pulling her back. Everyone was pulling her back. Even Reaver was like, "Don't use the ether; it draws the drac whatever to you." That made sense, though. He's like, "That makes perfect sense." Yeah, fight any way else because yeah. you can. You know how to. <laughs> right. That that made perfect sense, but there has to be some sort of like commentary here about like female anger, right? Because that's what it is. But I also really want to acknowledge that Poppy has a cold pit in her that nothing will fill besides like intense sexual release. And that hasn't been addressed yet. And I feel like that's really important. What is this cold part of her? Is this like the, is this the life and death that are like warring inside of her? And like when she's really cold, death is winning. I need more on that because that is more interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, and we know that the the death part comes from Nikdos because it starts, you know, when we're getting the info dumping, that information is there that Nikdos is the death and Sarah is the life and she is a byproduct of both. Whereas um, Nectus is saying, you know, everybody keeps saying Nikdos is primal of life and death. He's, He's not. not. And, you know, um, but Poppy is. And we know that. So is is if she gets cold enough, is she gonna is she gonna hit her villain era? I wanna see that, but like her mom's dead that's the other thing. Like Jess, you and I were talking about this earlier. Like something that doesn't sit right with me is that this entire thing is um with Poppy and Isbeth is mommy issues, and then with Isbeth and Elo Ellie. and Ellie Fuck in Ellie, it's just je- it's jealousy and women fighting women, and then I, I just it started with je- it did start with jealousy. I, I I'm it's I don't even want to say like if you're long if you've lived if you live long enough being a hero you turn into the villain because that's not what it is because she did th- their their first son her and Malik's first son died. I'm not I'm not just you know I I'm, I'm sure she'd be so upset about that, but the vengeance seems to. Ex- Stem from her hate with Ellie. Yeah. So, like, again, pitting women against each other. Like, it just, there's, with all this plot that we're giving, we're getting, there should be more, I feel like there's just, there should be something of more substance there. No? I agree with you. And also the very toxic mommy issues. Like, the the scene with Isbeth where she finally has, like, Malek, Malek, Malek. Malik, Malek. She finally has Malek back. She's like, yes, oh my god, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then she fucking stabs him. And everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? And then... Um, eventually- nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw it coming except Reaver. And then eventually, um, eventually, Isbeth is like, I chose him. I chose to kill him because I couldn't kill you because I love you. You're my daughter. I was just like, fuck you with this toxic mommy bullshit. I, oh my god, that it was so triggering. Like, what? What? Sorry, no. And then when they they you know between Poppy and Millicent, where they were like, you got to remove the shadow stone, remove the shadow stone from Malik, um, Malek, and and then she goes, both of my daughters turned against me. I'm so proud. <laughs> What is, what? what is happening? What is happening? Oh, everybody. I just, I just, you know, Kaven has that good skit she used to do where it's like therapist and Prithian. I think there needs to be a designated therapist in every fantasy book. Just, you know, on payroll. Tell me about your problems. Well, okay. Okay. So let, let's, let's talk about very briefly, um, things that took us out of the book, things that, t- <laughs> things that took us us out of the book, obviously, I'm on record of saying either took me out of the book. <laughs> Kieran saying that he's not a snack, he's a whole meal. <laughs> Callum being called a fuckboy. Right to jail, straight to jail, straight to jail. <laughs> they peaced out, they peaced out. I think Cass says it. He's like, they peaced out. It's like, no. In reference to Millie and Malik. He was like, no, stop. Stop. I can't. And I can't. Oh, were there, were there others? Those are the ones where I was just like. Those are the ones that stuck out. Um, 
Oh, I, you know, I didn't like Kieran making question jokes during the middle of their threesome. I didn't like that. That was very cringy. Um, but those things were just like, eh, eh. um, I'll say it, Jess, I said it earlier. I'll say it on the pod. Um, I had read somewhere on TikTok and I do not know where, so I cannot give credit and I'm sorry. So if you do know who said it, please let us know and we will tag them. Uh, I read somewhere that this book is doing a lot of fan service to 40-ish plus-ish and that's a generalization and that is what they said. That's not what I'm saying. That is just (laughs) a generalization. Um, 40 plus-ish wine mom fan service and I see it. I, I see it. Do you think it's so that this could cater to their wine mom book clubs? I do. Again, sort and, of. And, and like, no it, like hate. a generalization. No, yeah. yeah, and no hate either because like good on the moms, you know, but like I put through that lens. Some of the things make more sense. Um but but also here's what I'm going to say, but also but also but also but also um I know there's a lot of people that are angry that this has shifted to like a geopolitical fantasy oh. instead of a ro- like a fluffy vampire romance. And I was of that too. So I went into this and I was talking about okay. this with our listener who I mentioned earlier. I was, and Jess, I was talking about this with you too. So I went into this like, ooh, fluffy vampire romance. Like, where are we going to go with this? Where are we going to go? It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. There's going to be joining. All right, fun. Uh, uh, you know, a little bit like a third of the way through, I was just like, okay, I need to shift my focus to like, this is a major geopolitical like war situation that I need to kind of pay attention to. Um, I, you know, I say pay attention to, but, um, so when I shifted my focus away from that, I was able to enjoy this more and I will admit this freely. I was not able to put this down. Like I really, once I got going, I really went through with this. Yeah. You were like, I hit my stride. Mm-hmm. Um, once I got, you know, I, I, I've openly said, usually when I do the audio, if I want to pay attention, I also get the ebook. Um, but typically prior to like, from Blood and Ash, just like reading it. I didn't need the ebook. I was really just listening to it. And um, I found, you know, I, I showed you what I showed you what my Kindle looks like with all the highlights. Um, so it was it was shift and you did need to focus and in a good way. I mean, this is the stuff that we're familiar with. We do love a geopolitical uh, uh, focus in a lot of the books. I felt like this book you, you made a statement the other week when we were talking about um, Sky and Breath, about it feeling like a Two Towers books from The Lord of the Ring being like a bridge book. There's all this information. What are we going to do with this information? And I feel like this is the third book in a row that we've read um, in the last three weeks, really, um, where the demon tide was like that. It was information and there was action, but there was still a lot of background of what's going to happen next. And then we get it again with sky and breath of here's all this information. Here's all this background. Here's all this, but I guess we're going to see what happens next. And here we are with another thick book in what's like, what's going to happen next. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. So like, I have to say whenever these books come out again, like, that that year is just going to be banging because it's going to be like, bam, bam, bam. And, you know, I love that for us. But like, whoo, right now it's just like, I need back something. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need, I need, I need something. Um, Jess, did you like this book? 
I did. I enjoyed it. I mean, again, I'll say what we said at the beginning of the episode. Was it my favorite of the series so far? No, but that doesn't mean I, I, I didn't enjoy it. You know, I give me Castile any day. I, I, I will wrap him in a warm hug, stinky in feces or not. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Um, I know you highlighted a lot of quotes. Did any quote like stick out to you? Did you like anything in particular? Um, well, I love the that's some sexist patriarchal bullshit. Yeah, that, that was, was great. like huge that was great. highly. Uh, it, it aligns with everything that we talk about. Also, with the all of this was bigger than us. Um, my grief was mine and it was potent, but it was no more devastating than anybody else's grief. I think that's just a great reminder that we're all going through something and um, you can't devalue somebody else's emotions or feelings or how they're processing because you you can't negate, you know, who are you to minimize how somebody else processes something or feels something? I think that's just a, a great reminder for all of us. Um, and then when Poppy goes, I want to sit down and have a good cry, but there's no time for that. I mean, that aligns with pretty much every quote that we always talk about. Those are great. Those are absolutely great. Did you like it? Are you like, what are your thoughts? Did you have a favorite scene? Yes. My favorite scene is when Reaver flies into the like castle courtyard and wraps himself around the tower. I got very Priory vibes and I like that a lot. Um, so that was my favorite scene because it was like a, it was like a bam, like powerful moment, you know, and everybody's there with like a horses, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. So I like that. Uh, I, I love Castile. I love how Castile loves Poppy. That is, that is just like, that is my favorite part about this book. So that is why I really had to make an effort to shift to a geopolitical romance because my favorite part of these books are, is how Castile views and loves Poppy. Um, so yeah. And I, I liked that, that when, that when Poppy gave consent for a three way, Castile was like, you're, I don't deserve you. You're magnificent. I was just like, you would say anything right now. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, everything. Like, every time he found out she did something, he goes, oh, like when she was threatening Callum and he was basically over the brink. And he goes, I love this. Like, she is so, you know, she is my, t- like, tiny, fabulous, murderous little creature. And I love her so much. Like, I love that we get that with everything that he, she's taking over cities. He's like, that's my girl. Like, he is just, he's constantly feeling like he's not worthy. And I, and I love that. I love that. And then he goes, you know, you were this, you were a princess, you're a queen, you're a god, you're a primal. And he goes, what, what do I even call you? How do I deserve? How do I worship you? And she's like, I'm just Poppy. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. I'm just Poppy. Uh, which brings me to the comic that we quote all the time, which is so fucking applicable here. So this is a comic by Adam Tots. It's every dystopian YA novel. And it has a girl and it goes, my name is Wicker Basket and I'm the chosen one. I'm very plain, but also gorgeous. And then it's it's four parts. And the second part is two hot white dudes are in love with me. Which one do I choose? Third part. I'm so clumsy, except for all forms of combat. Fourth, fourth part. Also, I'm a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) And she has red hair. It is just very, very applicable here. And I know it's applicable. We use it a lot, but it is just so freaking funny. It is just so freaking funny because also the I'm a vampire thing. Um, Oh, my gosh. 
The Highest Choir of Angels. Yes, I liked this book. I just want something to happen. I just want the epic thing to happen. You know, like Poppy being possessed by Serafina and like fucking shit up. And, you know, I like that. Um, I just, I want consequences that stick, I think is the thing that, that is bothering me. Cause like Poppy brought back everyone to life, right? But Poppy like threw Serafina and like threw Nectos. They all, they're Nectos. They all did it together. Right. right. And yes. they had to get permission more yeah. or less because it wouldn't yeah. have happened otherwise. So it was a whole thing, but like there were no consequences. So like, what are the consequences now? Like, I, I don't know. It just, it just felt, it just felt like floating. This is what I feel. I feel like I'm floating and that there isn't anything like going on right now. Uh, y- you know, like we're all just kind of waiting for the next thing to happen. Uh, and that's fine. Obviously that's fine. I do. I just really, I like this info dump and I like this end scene with Isbeth. I liked from Isbeth stabbing Malek onward. Um, I think would be like my second favorite scene besides Reaver, uh, just because we get all that info dumping and we get the possession, we get the scene, we get the things coming up, you know, epic. So yeah, yeah, I like this book. Um, I will not pick this up just to like reread unless I have to, um, but I'm not gonna like shit on it either. There's there's things wrong with it, obviously, but um, I mean, it doesn't suck. I've read way worse shit. <laughs> Way worse. There's, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff wrong with this. There's a lot of stuff wrong with, uh, you know, JLA and kind of how she writes things, you know, whatever. But the the book is fine. The book is fine. Like, And it's not an attack on JLA. No. Don't get that confused. Everybody no. has an issue. Like, not every, like every author. Every author has an issue. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is not, it's not a thing. Um, if you want to get into issues, the 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 don't don't threaten authors. Just just don't do that. Just don't do that. We like, can we have, get ended at that. Like have your opinions, but mm-hmm. don't threaten people. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that's it's wild. You know, that's that's, that's there wild. Are bigger things at hand, honestly. Yeah. So yes, I like this book. No, I I won't reread this unless I have to. Uh, you know, but that that's just how it is. Um, it's fine. It's fine. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. I like, I like, uh, I like where everything is going. I'm excited to see where it goes. I would like to see things fleshed out more and the unnecessary descriptions cut. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, and you know what? And honestly, the way this book ends, it tracks with how every other book in the series has ended where you're just left with more questions. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't... Just left with more questions, which is, you know, fine. That's fine. That's fine because that is... That's what keeps you going, right? That's what keeps you going, yeah. And it's also, like, the history. Like, we we are all... We are all here for a good time, right? That's what we're here for. And Which was so nice when they... Like, when she brought back the scenes of Cass and Poppy fighting in, together yeah, and yeah. stuff. Like, I just felt like this is, it, this is just, like, book one and two. You know, it just felt like... You know, it just just it felt nice to play, pay homage to like bringing back the stuff that we that we started loving about the series in the first place. Well said, well said. So feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Acafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Acafe Laura, and Acafe Jessica. And of course, feel free to leave a five star review wherever you are listening that allows that. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>